episode 002 of the Elite Road Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the Elite Road Warrior Podcast, where we believe you can leverage the road to transform your work, your health, and your home life while on business travel to ultimately master the business travel life. If you're a road warrior and a grand chance you're on the road right now, then this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Brian Paul Buckley, fellow road warrior, sports junkie, father of five, and finally getting my girlish figure back and on the road of all places. It can be done, travel fans, and I have the story to prove. Well, the rhythm of this podcast is the odd-numbered episodes are content-driven, and this week is the even-numbered episodes, and they're interviews of subject matter experts or rising elite road warriors. This specific week, Jerome Wade, the international speaker, author, and fellow business traveler, and dare I say, dear friend, interviews me on my backstory. He'll ask me some of the following questions. How long have I been traveling? What type of travel? How the road has affected my health? How the road affected my relationships? And so much more. Let's do this. I'm here with the Jerome Wade, not of the Ohio State University. How are you, Jerome? (laughs) Brian, I'm awesome. Hey, listen, this is going to be an epic interview uh, today. And what an honor it is for me to be able to just to share this journey with you because your story needs to be heard. Uh, What you have been through, what you've experienced, and what you now have created is really a story of epic proportions. And so I'm excited to be a part of this today. and, And let's get this party started. Well, I appreciate it. The bumps and the bruises, and uh, you've been there yourself, so I'm looking forward to you. Absolutely. Well, since we're right out of the gate on this even-numbered interview, I wanted to give my backstory, Jerome, to those following along on the road uh, who know my street cred and to let them know exactly what I've gone through. And I thought right now, coming out would be the best way to do it, but I didn't want to do it by myself, talking to myself. I felt like bringing a heavy hitter into the interview for this first interview episode. Well, Brian, listen, let's let's talk about the facts for just a second. The reality is you are arguably one of the leading authorities on global business travel and the solutions that you've created from your own success and failure story in, in business travel to now what you've now created today. And that's what, first off, I want the audience to realize is you are a, a profound and arguably a leading authority on global business travel. So let me ask you some key questions today. First off, let's just, let's just get down to the basics here. How long have you been a business traveler? Well, longer than I've not been a business traveler. And ironically, <laughs> Rome, I don't know if you know this, but I actually grew up in a home with a business traveler. My father was a business traveler. He was gone 35 of 52 weeks of the year on average. So I know the good, the bad, and the ugly oh, of that side, trying right. to repeat the good and uh, avoid the bad in my own life. But uh, decades and uh, currently right now, probably the last 10 plus years have been the heaviest travel of my life. Yeah, well, the reality is uh, business, we we live in a world that uh, the business is done all over the place. And so travel is required, maybe even in some ways more so now than ever before. Uh, so you've been a business traveler, you've, you've seen it, you've been there, you've done it, and you are still in the trenches doing it. So tell me some more about what type of travel you do. 
Well, I'm a plane guy, Jerome, so most of mine is flight and then rental car, and depending on the city, a lot of times ride share. And ironically, this last trip, found out that my renting, renting a, a car uh, from National Car Rental, uh, funny quick story, and I go out and the, and the manager gives me as an executive elite, there's that elite word, and he says, mm-hmm. hey, you know, executive elite, what kind of car would you like? And I'm like, hey, you know, give me some options. And they had a brand new Jag. That oh, was, come on. I mean, like it, it still had the... The, the plastic on the seatbelt. <laughs> and I was so Perfect. stoked. Or so stoked and psyched. And you could call that psyched. So we, I pulled <laughs> out there about ready to go out. And, and then the guy, you know, he's, I don't know, 18 years old. He goes, Mr. Buckley, I, I'm unable to rent you this car. I'm like, why you this car? He goes, you have an expired license. Oh, I'm no. Like, oh, what a rookie mistake. <laughs> so I ended up using rideshare in the city of Kansas City, going all over the place in Kansas City. It was a very, very expensive trip. So, so wait a minute, wait a minute. You were able to get through the airport with an expired driver's license, but you couldn't rent a car. Exactly, and it was a a good diversion on there. But they list, yeah. They <laughs> anyway, it works. Thank you, TSA, for that. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, so I'm on a plane, and uh, I'm, I'm a North American guy primarily. Uh, I've done my share of international travel, both directions. Heading to Australia on one side, to Spain on the other side, and other places as well. But uh, primarily right now, North America. Gone most weeks. Uh, not the entire weeks. I usually try to do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, if at all possible. So that's kind of the travel groove for yours truly. Mm-hmm. So I like the rhythm that you've created there because there's reasons why you have that rhythm. And not, no, we can't always orchestrate the rhythm of our travel. But when we can, we should. And, and that's what really leads us to the premise of mastering business travel. And as you've identified, focusing on three key areas, which is our work life, our health, and our home life. Now, myself as an international business traveler as well, I know how complicated it is to bring these into focus. I don't know if I want to use the word balance. Maybe that's something you could help me with, but, but to bring them into focus so that I am effective at work, I have a healthy home life and family life, and also my health itself is well. And I can tell you right now, it's been a challenging year for me in travel. So I want to hear some of these uh, solutions from you. Let's, let's talk about these right now. Bring it on. All right. So one of your energy habits is perform. How have you been able to perform at a high level while you're on the road? Well, I think when I was young, Jerome, I think I was just on pure adrenaline. I was excited to be on the road. Everything was new. It was a new city, a new experience, new people. And I didn't have good habits per se as far as the rest of it. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more on kind of the crash of my health. But with mm-hmm. that, I just went at it as hard as I possibly could. I, been always, I would consider a high achiever maximize yeah. my time. Um, I was yeah. able to stay up late, get up early, and never really felt any of that in my early, early days. But I think because of just the desire to be able to perform at a very, very optimal level, that became my focus. And I think the good of that is I produced a lot of results. You know, Being on the road is able to use my time very, very wisely and make connections with people on the road and follow up. Imagine that. And wow. those aspects of that within perform were just huge areas, you know, to be able to plan, to be able to, you know, use my time wisely is what I call block and tackle. But I did not pace my energy very well. And it led to a lot of other complications. And, you know, I think the perform part was probably my strongest at first. As many other high performing business travelers, the problem is it ends up leading to complications down the road. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Well, and I, I know from a lot of uh, business travelers myself that they can sometimes find the road very distracting. So they've got their business meetings. And then after the business meetings, whether they're back in the hotel room or whatever they're doing, it's it can be very complicated to stay on top of your business. Yeah. So your first energy habit of perform is a key strategy then to helping us master the business travel life. Exactly. Well put. Excellent. Well, listen, anybody that knows you knows you as the energizer buddy. I mean, you just keep going and going and going. Have you always had this much energy? Yes, but I've never looked good in pink. I just want to state that for the record. There. <laughs> right. And that beating part. a drum, right? <laughs> exactly. I like the drum. I don't know if I like the extra weight of the Energizer Bunny, but you think that he would lose yeah. weight with all that energy, right? Um, actually, yes. I mean, as a kid, it was just, you know, I, I, I would love, my sister's got, you know, you know, PhD at the back of her name. You know, unfortunately, mine is, you know, is, is ADHD and OCD. Are yeah. My letters with that. And as a result, always a ton, a ton of energy which is, has helped me on my performance side of that, you know, of connecting with people and just having energy to need, it's needed to kind of, you know, bring, bring, bring what's needed on the road. The problem though, as I learned, is that the Energizer Bunny actually has rechargeable batteries. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, right. And I never replaced my, my, or recharged my batteries. They just went on and on and on and over a while, it just led to complications. And I think I relied on that for so long. And I thought that I would always have it. People warned me yeah. over and over and over. You know what, Buckley, at some point, you know what, it's going to catch up with you. Yeah, you know, I went to 20s and 30s and 40s and it never caught up with me. Oh, well, you, you need to sleep. Ah, I don't need to sleep. You need to eat better. Ah, I don't need to do that. I got all the energy I need. And yeah. I did for a while. And I think that was the complication is just assuming that the Energizer Bunny was limitless and never right. recharge. And it caused major complications. Yeah, well, let's talk about some of that. How did it affect your health? Oh, wow. Uh, massively and not really until I hit 40. So my late mm. 30s kind of traveling, Jerome, you know, I just, things went well and I did well, but I started noticing it a little bit more. Nobody else did, but I started noticing. And of course, my wife and my family started to notice that. So when I hit 40, ironically enough, my wife didn't give me one of those crazy you're turning 40 gifts. You know what she gave me? <laughs> she gave me a gift. Talk to me. She gave me a gift of a full panel of tests with a doctor. Wow. And she says, buddy, you, you, something's wrong more yeah. than what's normally wrong with you, but there's something yes. physically right. and just something, there's something off and you've got right. to check out. So I went mm -hmm. to the doctor and he says, you know, Mr. Buckley, I've got great news and I've got bad news for you. I said, what's that? He said, well, the great news is there's nothing wrong with you. And then the bad news is there's nothing wrong with you. And so I took that note, showed it to my wife, went back to work as hard as I possibly could. But in my heart of hearts, I knew something was off and something was wrong. Yeah. And I ignored it. Like most men, most high achievers, high performers, and especially on the road, time to get back at it and right back at it, I did. And I even went harder. You know, started increasing my responsibilities, my title, you know, started getting a lot more of, of whatever I wanted to do on the road and started earning that. And kind of getting that elite status, if you will, in the business world. And all of a sudden, I never took care of really what the issues were. And I started just slowly, slowly coming off the tracks. Now, let's use an analogy of a high-performance car. Love high-performance cars. They look awesome. They can go incredibly mm -hmm. fast. And a lot of times, you can get the car looking great. Even the inside of the car can look immaculate. But Beautiful. if somebody ignores that engine, you know what happens. Ultimately, yeah. there's complications. You know, I want to make sure that car looked clean and it was spotless. You know, I, I wanted to go as fast as I possibly could. So, you know, I had the RPMs in, in red and then the gas tank on fumes. 
I made sure that you know the car looked good on the outside, but I ignored any type of maintenance. If I had to have maintenance, I wanted to quick, quick repairs and, and cheap, but uh, just get me back on that road. And I found yeah. a lot of, of high performers, especially business travelers, live that business lifestyle that way. And for me, eventually, at about 45, you know, I'm going 100 and I had to go on a, on a curve and like an, like an off ramp going down to, you know, to 70 when it's supposed to go 30, hit the wall right there. My engine blew up and I was yeah. gone. And it yeah. dramatically changed everything, Jerome. And I think finally, for the first time, people started noticing. And as a proud person, I really struggled with that. It was very humbling when people started to notice. I remember one guy, a business guy that I really, really respect, and he looked in my eyes and he says, something wrong. I'm like, no, no, I'm okay. And he says, no, I mean, like, is something really, really wrong? Are you okay? And I told him no. And because he thought maybe something was terminal or I was really, really fighting something. And because of my pride, I wasn't saying anything about it. And it was a very, very revealing thing for me with, with my health that I got to the point where I had ignored anything that really, really mattered. I'm mean, okay. I eat better than the average business traveler. I moved better than the business traveler. I sleep was horrible. You know, I was a guy up at night, you know, I was a, had the laptop open, you know, at dinner, you know, a bottle of wine right there and to my laptop's open and I'm working through. And then in my hotel room, midnight stadium lights are on, you know, TV's on, computer's on, <laughs> right. iPad's sure. on, everything's on. I go to sleep and wonder why I couldn't fall asleep. A couple hours later, I wake up, go to the bathroom. Imagine that because I'm in my mid forties, at least at the time. And then my brain starts going, thinking of all the things I had to do the next day. I'd sleep for a few more minutes. I'd wake up sharp as a bowling ball and they'll go back and do it the next day over and over and over. And finally, it just knocked me out to what's called HPA access. It's just a, where my, my energy was completely sucked out of my system. And I had to literally learn how to rest and how to do all the things just to get healthy for my own sake personally before I ever, ever, ever got back onto the road. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And uh, I regretfully, my friend, you and I share a parallel journey. I was 43 when I found myself at the end of my rope. I had driven so hard, I drove myself into the ground. So I completely identify, I feel your pain from what you've experienced. But it's different now. And you've created some strategies to get you to where you are today and to now you bringing solutions globally for business travelers. Let me ask you another question here. So we know it's going to affect your health and you describe some very profound ways that are very relevant to most of us who travel. The second question I have though is this, how did it affect your home life? Because this is the tough one. This one to me is the most painful effect of the business travel. Exactly. I mean, you can get away with not performing very well on the road. I mean, most guys can, can be able to mask that. You can get away with that for a while. And it's a very personal thing on your own. Your health is a little bit different depending on if somebody's overweight and you know, they kind of see that or they can go out to dinner with you over and over and over. You can say you're healthy, but X amount of lunches, X amount of dinners is going to expose that. The yep. hard part about home life, as you had mentioned, Jerome, is people don't really see that. I mean, you can mask that very easily, especially on the road. It's very easy to be a poser on the road. And over the years, the longer I was gone, you know, my wife, I mean, she was a single mom when I was traveling. She wasn't, you know, I wasn't there to yeah. take responsibilities and yeah. you know, having kids, multiple kids. And as long as I've traveled, you know, it's gone from two, three, four, five, you know, it's affected my wife dramatically. And then even more so when I'm all of a sudden, not only just absent physically, I'm absent, you know, emotionally and just even connecting in. It was all, you know, I, I would always say, well, I text, I, I, I make a phone call, FaceTime, that type of thing. But it's more reactional type of checking in. You know, I was a, I was a, 
I was a check-in guy, you know what? And I had to learn really to be a connecting guy. Ah, gotcha. Difference on that because I started to get very intentional. I remember one specific time where I was going on the road from a Monday morning to a Friday and I was gone the, the previous week. And so it was a very short weekend, two weeks straight in a row, you know, staying up late, just really, really going hard. And of course, my wife's had a difficult time. And two of my kids were toddlers at the time, very, very young. And so she's telling me, you know, I can't wait till you get home. I'm exhausted, yada, yada, yada. So my wife's competitive. So then it was a matter of going, okay, well, who's, who's tighter or more tired? <laughs> you know, who's more exhausted? And it's this battle. Yeah. So I remember coming home and my wife just texted me endlessly going, I can't wait till you get home. I'm done, D-U-N and done. So I pull into the driveway. And the first thing I saw, if you can picture this, Jerome, picture a door opening up. You see a, a pair of, of female arms. And a toddler who's one with his legs just like he's doing running man in the air. I didn't yeah. even see my wife. Didn't see the rest of my kids. I just see these arms and, this, this, and these legs running. And I'm like, oh, okay, so it's game on. So I walked in. And this is, I am not proud of this. Walked in and I just you know, gave my wife a kiss and my, and my kids are running up to me. And they're saying, you know, daddy, daddy's home. And they wanted to play. and wanted to be able to hang out and do games and all that. And arrogantly, I let everybody know how tired dad was. And I went and laid on the couch downstairs and took a nap. And sadly, I slept like a baby. And when I woke up, how my wife looked and felt and the disappointment of my kids, it was one of those moments, Jerome, where all of a sudden I realized that the check-in guy on the road, the poser guy who says he's got his act together in his home life, doesn't and nowhere close to that. It led to numerous arguments. It led to numerous confrontations, come to Jesus moments where I had to realize, you know what? I may be doing all right in these other areas here, but I am not doing well at home. And yeah. I think part of that change of that is really realizing just how important that home life piece is. Because I meet so many guys, you know, it's imagine that how much more honest they get over a, a, a class of, you know, double vodka tonic or a wine, at, you know, on the road and to realize, wait, they're actually divorced or they're separated and the yep. road is the cause of that. Or their yeah. kids are estranged, you know? One guy told mm -hmm. me one time, he said this, he says, my wife says, I'm the best husband ever. I'm always gone and I've got a direct deposit on my paycheck. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, funny line, but man, that's really sad. And it to is. realize that how much of life is more about the family side and the legacy and with my wife and my kids. And even those, my friends and my close friends on the road, they're important to me, making sure I have that connection. But man, I, you know what, Jerome's ironic, you know, where these three focus areas of a work, health, and home life, I, you know, I wasn't very good at a couple of those, better than most, but not as good as it needed to be, especially to perform at an optimal level, and especially to master the business travel life. But I had to crash in those areas in order to learn how to redo them before I could ever Absolutely. content to be able to help anybody else out. Because, you know, I want to be able to feel it. I want somebody that goes, this guy gets me. He understands yeah. the struggles that I've got on the road, whether it's a... A guy's on the road, he's on a limited budget, and so he's got to eat everything quick and fast and, and easy and large. You know, the, you know the, the, the palate of a small child, you know, of a toddler, or he's somebody who's got, you know, an open bank account of a debit card or a credit card where he can expense anything he wants and have the best of the king's food and the best of the king's wine. And I've been to yeah. those levels, you know, I've been the manager to the VP. So I get the world of a business traveler, but first and foremost, man, I... I Excelled for so long, then I crashed in those areas and I had to learn not only how to do them at home, I had to learn to do them on the road as a business. Yeah. Owner. 
Yeah. Well, and the reality is, is from your darkest moments comes your brightest light. And that's the light that you are shining in the world to help business travelers keep this in focus. How do we keep performing at high levels at work? How do we keep connecting at home? And then how do we take care of ourselves? And that's what I love about the strategies of what you have wrought and what you've created with your Elite Warrior program. Let me ask you a question here. Um, if you were to go back to this, the brand new road warrior, you, the guy you are now, and, but you could go back in time, right? What would you tell him? Well, that's a great question. You know, I remember some of my first trips and I didn't have healthy habits on the road. Now, I don't mean just healthy in food, but just in general, I didn't have, well, let's call them energy habits to be able to sustain the energy to do what I know I could produce on the road with incredible results, but also over a long period of time. I think it was very, very short lens. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm, absolutely. You look at the long game to go, you know what, if I'm going to do this at a, at, for a long period of time, how do I sustain at that optimal level? Well, now what we now call, you know, mastering the business travel life. And I think that is really the conception of where these energy habits. So I talk about these six energy habits is really how you become an elite road warrior. How do you master the business travel life of work, health, and home life? They come out of these six energy habits. And I think that is really where the passion, I would go back to myself, you know, decades ago, and I would teach myself these six energy habits at a very basic level. So for somebody who's just learning out how to travel or somebody who's doing really, really well right now, but they want to improve, they know they've got more in them, Jerome, or maybe guys that are on the road going, you know what, I'm carrying way too much weight. I mean, I gained up to 40 pounds on the road. And I'd rather curl it, not carry it. You know what I'm saying? And I <laughs> right. Have, but I get that. I understand that. So, you know, those that are out there who maybe you're doing well perform-wise, but they have no time boundaries there and their health is struggling with their health or they've, they're no, doing no personal professional development um, on the road or their movement is very, very little. You know, they live in the travel triangle and that's it, you know, of the, the airport and the hotel and the boardroom. And that's it. I'm figuring out ways to be able to increase my energy but then ultimately where I do the things that, that value the most to me, and that was being the best of my work, having incredible health, and having a home life that really, really mattered and a connection with my family that was truly, truly deep. And I think going back to that and helping that person understand that, whether they heard it or not, Jerome, I would probably pick up little pieces here and there. But the fact that I heard it and when all of a sudden I started to kind of dive a little bit, my hope is that I would come back and realize, you know what? I remember somebody telling me about that. But I also wish too, I had somebody that had these type of experiences that I could learn on and lean on their experiences to help me become better. So man, I would love to go back and talk to that guy. But in this case right now, probably good that it didn't because otherwise all <laughs> this content wouldn't be there, right? Yeah. Well, and your transformational story is transforming lives. And this is what the business traveler has to hear because they are, they're looking for solutions. Many of them right now may not be open to their current state, their current struggle, uh, but many of them are because they are aware that it's affected them in their performance at work. It's affecting their relationships that matter most at home. And then of course, it's having its effect on their health. Well, Brian, this has been a great session to get to uh, just hear more of your story personally, but that you're sharing it publicly so that you can be this bright light shining in the world. Let me ask you, any closing thoughts? Well, I am you to the person who's listening. And some aspect of that, my story is probably your story. And my hope with this first interview, Jerome, 
is that it just helps people to understand, man, this guy gets me and this guy can help me. This guy gets me and this guy can help me. Because I really want to walk that journey. I meet so many business travelers who act like they got their act together and I don't want to be impressed by them. I care more about their vulnerability and listening how that they can be helped so that they can get better. Because I really care about the health piece and I really, really care about their home life. When you get those two things in order, Jerome, it's amazing how much better the perform the work side actually improves. You're more rested. You're more focused. You have that relational side and that support from home. And all of a sudden, bust by default, that business side increased. And I love, love, love that aspect of that. So I'm grateful for this time. I'm grateful to be interviewed, which is really odd considering from this point forward, all the even numbered episodes are going to be me throwing <laughs> the questions on there. So thanks for, um, for throwing them out to me and uh, making sure everybody understand exactly what my heart is and kind of where we're hearing that it's far more on the challenge and vulnerability side to be ultimately to become yeah. an elite road warrior. Awesome. Well, Brian, thank you for your transparency. Thanks, Jerome. This Elite Road Warrior podcast is brought to you by the Road Warrior Assessment, a quick survey to help you dominate the demands of the road. Have you ever wondered how you're really doing on the road? You know, in the areas that matter most. Too many business travelers are caught in the travel triangle of the airport, the boardroom, and the hotel room. They're busy, beat down, and burned out. Check out EliteRoadWarrior.com today and take the free Road Warrior Assessment and become an elite road warrior in your work, health, and home life. Once completed, you'll immediately receive strategies to fuel your success. Take the survey now at EliteRoadWarrior.com. Thanks for making it to this point in the podcast. Let's land this plane. It's always a challenge being vulnerable, and I hope you understand more of my backstory and why this topic of becoming an elite road warrior, well, it's so important to me. If you're interested in a deep dive on my personal story, you can check it out at EliteRoadWarrior.com forward slash about. That'll give you a lot more detail of the good, the bad, and a whole bunch of ugly, but hopefully hearing the recovery. If you've not subscribed to the show, do so in order to get each episode when it's released every single Monday. As long as you've got the subscribe, you'll get it as soon as it's released. And if you're willing to rate and review the show on iTunes, I'll send you the six energy habits framework. Just email me at brian, B-R-Y-A-N, at EliteRoadWarrior.com with the rate and review, and I'd be honored to send you the framework. It'll help you to kind of get a visual of the suspect of the six energy habits. Lastly, on next week's show, we're going to discuss the one formula you must implement on the road. So make sure you check it out. So wherever you are on the road, do something, anything, just not nothing to master the business travel life. Leverage that road to become the elite road warrior today. You got this.